Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. New York is not the city that doesn't sleep anymore. They, they definitely have some hours where they go home. Really? Yeah, there's some stuff that shuts down. There's Obviously, there's stuff that's always open, but there's definitely a lot that shuts down. Um, well, and especially cra- now. Well, especially now, and also oh. cranky bars shut down earlier than I anticipated. Cranky so, bars? Oh, my god. Oh, my God. We had this day where, like, anywhere we went to sit down or went to try to have a drink, they hated everyone. Like, it was what you imagined the attitude of New York in the 1970s to be. Like, they were, like, every oh, everything okay. was like, fuck you and everything you stand for. What can I get you to drink? Like, yeah. It was it was weird. Oh, you're going to drink that? I'm judging you now. There was, and that second part, there was other, I don't, I mean, I don't think it was us. I think we were inferring something, but there was other drama going on between the hostess and the bartenders. Like there was some shit. You should have ordered a Cosmo and see what they did. I don't even think they had one on their menu. <laughs> It was like all like pretentious drinks or was it like a basic like here's a you know bourbon on the rocks type thing they were pretty classic drinks yeah it wasn't crazy they were just like i don't know the way the hostess was like kind the of hostess? A, god she was fucking terrible but yeah. the worst thing is it wasn't even on our like list of places to go the only reason we went there is because we were going we were standing outside of a speakeasy that brian wanted us to go to that i had added to our itinerary yeah. for the weekend like milk and honey or something no 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 that's uh, we were gonna go to attaboy i haven't been to milk and yeah. honey though that would have that would have oh, been a better okay. choice and we, while we're standing outside because you have to like it's very like speakeasy where it's like just a door and there's nothing that says that it's this mm-hmm. place or anything sure and it and you have to knock and so you know while we're standing there this like group of like yuppie finance bros walk yeah. Yeah. And it was just yeah. like extras from American Psycho. American Psycho. Sure. I was literally yeah. just going there. Yeah. Literally. And the worst My part kind is of people. They walk up, no masks, super like, yeah. oh yeah. He like walks up, stands like parallel to the door and like knocks all cool and nothing happens. And they're all just standing there. And I'm a bit, it was like they acted so, it was like I, I looked at Christopher and I was like, now I remember why I left New York. Like, I, <laughs> I, that was like the the mentality of a lot of the city that I was just like I can't get into this shit like I yeah. don't you know and then it was just and then we it's like while we were standing there they came up and then another like two girls came up and then a couple came up and they everybody kept knocking on this door and this host like never came out yeah because like <laughs> there was another group that went in I could like Lena was like well maybe follow him in and I follow him in and then he's like no I'll meet you outside and like basically kicks me out like almost instantly and i was like okay like i got past the curtain inside the door that was about as far as i got yeah and so then i went and stand there wait and eventually we were like and lena i was just waiting for everybody else because i I hit the fuck it phase pretty quick um and then i get text from lena do you want to call it yes let's get the fuck out of here well i looked at christopher and i was like this is your weekend what do you want to do and he goes we can find a bar Mm -hmm. anywhere we're not in i mean yeah we're you're in new york city finding a bar is like finding a starbucks so did you go um, find 
Clarence? No. No. We did find an open location, though, for a basement bar. So I made the joke that we should buy it and turn it into a bar and call it Puzzles. And when people ask, what's the puzzle? Puzzles. That's the puzzle. But did you you notice that that bar that was open was like, there were spiders all over the windows? Oh, really? Metal spiders? Metal spiders. It was like all Mm. the bars on the windows were in a spider web. And then there was like spiders on all of the, and I was like just don't let Christopher look at it like I wonder if like he's he, not a fan yeah oh god no even pictures of spiders he freaks out yeah never oh. let him go to Australia he'd lose his shit yeah yeah I used to have a wolf spider in my windowsill do you remember that Brian I Way do back in the day I was like so and I just kind of kept it there and I fed it yeah it wasn't even in a cage or anything it was just in my room oh no that's crazy. I would never have visited your room <laughs> yeah <laughs> Those were different times. If I did, I would have killed it. So, yeah. Yeah. My, no, my housekeeper cleaned it out. I know that's not weird. But, yeah. And I'm like, what'd you do with my spider? He's like, oh, I got rid of it because it's a spider. To be yeah. fair, I'm going to defend you on the housekeeper okay. thing. To be fair, Todd's mom had passed away. Her yep. uh, older siblings had left the house. So, it was basically a bachelor pad for three men. Todd's dad, Todd, and his little brother. So, it they was, really yeah, needed six, that house cleaner. Like, they right. really, I was really needed it. 16, my brother was 14, and then my single dad. Yeah. It was the three of us in the house, and it got rather... It is the closest crazy. thing, because here's the thing. I've never, obviously, <laughs> never been with a lot of, like, bro kind of friends, but, like, they had, like, a Zener poster up on the wall at one point in time. <laughs> like, that was the bro of places I've ever been to, really. So, uh, anyway, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. So, yeah, so we are doing our, what is the third week? In uh, Sword yep. and Sorcery Month. In Layla's favorite month ever. Yes. 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 Dude, I am digging this month. This yes. is my jam. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if it's not audible enough on uh, on an audio medium, those eye rolls are palpable. I could feel uh, I got to tell you. Dripped in caramel. I can feel them. <laughs> I, I just, I'm counting down till this month is over because I just can't. All good. <laughs> is, this is not my jam. Well, it's almost done. We're doing a double today and then it'll be over. So now we got one more. Nope. We now do? We Which one's the other one? Because I, I did the math wrong and there's, oh, an, extra, that's there's, right. there's an extra Tuesday in, uh, in March that I didn't remember. So I had to go back into math and then Todd threw one at us at the last minute. It is available on Kindle. I've looked. Um, I looked at that too before I threw it out. Anyway, we have Todd, we hey, have Lena, yeah. we have Adam, we have me. I am Brian. Hello. How are you? Yo. Um, so we are reading. <sighs> Todd, you pronounce it in one way. I'm going to ask you to pronounce it for me again. Brides of Helheim. How yeah. is this hard? Well, I think yeah. Todd said Heilheim or something like that. No, I don't know. Helheim. No, Helheim. Okay. Okay. So I was yeah. saying Brides of Helheim and you were I saying thought it, I was right? Saying it. Okay. See, I get things wrong so often that when I double check myself, I'm actually correct. So that's well, how it this goes. is a crazy week when Lindsay Lohan joined TikTok and referred to herself as Lindsay Lowen. What? And people have lost their shit going, I've been saying that wrong. No, oh, I'm thinking just it's just Lindsay psycho. being Lindsay. But anyway. yes, it's not quite the revelization as the Berenstain Bears. Right. It burns. Yeah. Bur- no, it's Baron. No, never mind. <laughs> anyway. Hey! So- so this is actually a book two, a rare book two that we do, mainly because um, book one, you can definitely live without. Um, I ended up uh, buying uh, I ended up buying both of the books just because my I or asked my comic shop to order it and they just sent they picked up both. Oh. So um, I had both. Um, but yeah, the first book basically tells you about how this dead guy came back to life and how he got power. Um, and then the second book, uh, it's been a little while. Todd, remind me what this one's about. Brides of Helheim. It yeah. is the, uh, the dead guy trying to actually 
essentially go to Valhalla kind of a deal, and he can't. And he's going after the wizard that kind of cursed himself. Right. And hijinks ensues. Yes. So this is a dark fantasy Norse mythology based um, book drawn yeah. by an early er Joel Jones. Yeah, she hasn't quite hit her peak Joel Jones art style. Um, right. There are there are a few little things that make it look like sort of standard uh, comic book fare, but uh, there's also some really cool stuff. In she it. went after this because um, in part she did Lady Killer as well, but she was tired of doing uh, romance comics. Yeah, and she's like, I want to do more than just romance comics. Yeah, so um, she went after this one as one. There's romance in here of a kind. There is. There is some loving. They got to shake that not loving feeling. Romance. No. The, I'm sorry. That's the, fucking. That's a different thing. Yeah. That's that, that, was, that, is not that, was, that was fucking right. He's, he spit on it lovingly. Oh God. Oh, um. God. And then you have the priest that makes Rasputin seem like a good guy. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, we'll get into all that joy. Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? Uh, cocktail this week is called the Ragnarok. You're going to take uh, an ice-filled shaker. You're going to add one ounce of bourbon, one ounce of limoncello, two ounces of ginger mead, a dash of Angostura bitters, uh, and maybe about an ounce or a splash of a nice spicy ginger beer that, again, I'm sad we can't get anymore, Todd, because that was the best ginger beer in the world. It was the best. Garwood's ginger beer is yes. the high watermark. Uh, anyways, yeah. you take that, and this is a fancy drink because you have to take a long-handled spoon and stir vigorously for exactly 45 seconds. It was very specific when I was looking it up. Uh, you then strain into an ice-filled glass, and you garnish with a thinly sliced apple wedge and a sprig of fresh thyme. That sounds delicious. Um, and Pinky's out because it's fancy. But it has meat, and I know how much uh, Todd enjoys his meat. So That's true. Yes. You almost want to put this in like a stein. A stein? Oh, so one of my favorite coffees in the world is called Death Wish Coffee, and uh-huh. it's like seven times the caffeine of any other coffee. It actually tastes really good. So for the holidays, I they had like a, a big sale on like their special Norse whatever. So I ordered it and apparently I won the contest and it, they shipped it with this big ass like coffee stein. It has like mm. an engraved like Odin's face on it and stuff like that. And it's like literally like a beer stein, but it's for coffee. I approve of this. Yes. And it makes you feel quite manly when you're okay, doing it. So we all know I'm not a real boy, so. Right. I, uh, okay. My question for you is, as a coffee stein, mm-hmm. does that mean like it's still, like, what is the internal, like, um, ingredient, not ingredient, um, uh, structure made out of to keep it warm? Because aren't, like, beer steins are, like, kind of melt uh, meant to keep things cold. Is there something in there that's specifically meant to keep it warm? No, it's just, it's like an oversized coffee mug that looks like a stein. So it's got the there same. There we go. It's so the it's, same It's like thing, porcelain yeah. or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, it's a porcelain stein. It's ceramic, yeah. Ceramic. Okay. I, I'm sure we'll, when we take a break in our five minutes, I'll go down and get a picture of it to show you because it's okay. it's pretty manly. Cool. Nice. So. Uh, cool. Well, um, I we sort of briefly mentioned the basis of what my drinking game is going um, to be. So okay. Yeah. What? Go ahead. No. No. Go go ahead. Ahead. No. 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 Uh, no? Lana's got to go first on this one. I just love it so much. Go ahead, Lana. What is your drinking game rule? Titties. That was going to be mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How how are you going to describe it? Because mine was something similar but uh when you see i mean i'm just gonna say when you see tits that you gotta take a drink but I, we'll get into it I, it was unnecessary all of well, it was unnecessary so here's the thing mine was going to be Todd, called it was unnecessary yes mine was going to be called was that necessary and it was going to be <laughs> every time there was a scene a, a sex scene that was not drawn in a way to make it sexy or appealing which is every time there's a sex scene in this book um sure. you know maybe realistic to a fault to a certain extent but not necessarily something you want in your comic book. Yeah, I when guess. you see Joel can titties, do sexy. Yeah. You have to take two drinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're never gonna see my titties then. <laughs> 
Okay. Does anybody else have a different drinking game? My titties are like from room 237 in Shining. Oh, okay. (laughs) I got that reference. Uh, (laughs) I got it too. I don't like it. Does anybody else have a different drinking game rule? I do Uh, have a different drinking game rule. Okay. It's uh, no one can get what they want. It's everyone is always wanting or saying, oh, I really want, you know, you've got the boy wanting Sigrid and you have Sigrid wanting the guy and the guy's like, fine, we'll do it, but you're not having things. And everyone wants these things that they can't have. You can't have what you want. I would make a minor adjustment to that. Okay. I would label that rule. You can't always get what you want because Brian, of the Rolling Stone in, song. We are in tune today because I was just yes. thinking that before you said it. Yeah. Can't always get what you want. Sure. Yes. Twice so, now. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because mine's kind of tied in a little bit to Lena and Brian's. I was just called over the top. Mm-hmm. Every time you see something, you're like, wow. Yeah. You really cut his head in half, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Right. Well, this really has like a lot of echoes of Beowulf grandeur and over the topness. Yeah, of course. Which I also hated that shit too. Did you ever see the weird Appalachian Beowulf that I did? No. No. That sounds amazing. So it was, it, it was an interesting, interesting thing. So I did this. Uh, it was an original show. It was in. I did it in North Carolina. It was called Brother Wolf, and it took place in the Appalachian Mountains in like the 1800s. And it was a story uh-huh. of Beowulf and Grendel and his mom and all that sort of stuff. But it was it was, when I just describe it, it's always the most insane thing someone's ever heard. So this is how I normally explain what this book was. So, it is the Norse tale of Beowulf. It's Norse, right? English, whatever. Yes, Norse. Of Beowulf. We can say J.R.R. Tolkien, by the way, for Beowulf. Anyway, okay. So you have the story of Beowulf told in American Appalachian Mountains in the 1800s using Japanese theater techniques. Oh, that's awesome. So they basically at certain points in time, they did, uh, like it was very symbolic and they did like uh, buraku sort of puppetry with the actual actors. So there was like a, essentially like a matrix fight where uh they would have actors in black basically come up and uh-huh. move the the performers um you know as if they were puppets and they did this like basically it was very matrix test uh, i was also one of the few shows that i have done with um a stream running downstage um uh-huh. and so like but it was like it was artsy fartsy as fuck but really fun it got remounted at a theater festival at some point in time because i got paid for that design twice it was nice um but uh yeah it was uh no that sounds interesting. great with so, um no that sounds really cool i mean so it's... the funny side note of that is because it was in North Carolina, there is a town called Boone, North Carolina. And so mm-hmm. be- instead of saying Boo Raccoon, we would say Boone Raccoons. And <laughs> the person who wrote a behind-the-scenes article for the uh, newspaper referred to it, basically said, because they came to a rehearsal, said that the performers were going to be dressed as raccoons. And it was like, no, that is, but you whatever. Missed it. Yeah, you missed it entirely. Like, totally, totally missed it, but, you know, whatever. So, uh, I don't know. I think that's a great amazing. line, because yeah. when we were back in college, they did a performance of Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. Yes. And what they added in was the funeral potatoes. Yeah, that's a very minor ad, though. Cause, like, that's a prop That was gag. a very minor ad. Yeah. But, right, it was a drop gag, but instead of Boo Raccoon, the Boone Raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. It was just well, that was just our thing inside thing. thing. We didn't even, that wasn't like a presentational thing. It that wasn't was just on our, stage. No, it was never on stage. That was our inside joke of how we referred to it. It like, should have been Yeah, because like, I don't, I mean, I'm, I, if anybody who's ever done a show also knows like the weird, um, poetry uh or like not not weird poetry but like weird nicknames like choreography gets and stuff like that so it's like elbow elbow wave wave tip your hat dance to the right jazz hands like you just like say weird crap like that um my current employer is terrible about that um what's so. really funny is that just made me think of the birdcage where it's like madonna madonna, madonna. fussy fussy fussy, fussy. <laughs> yes that is that is more realistic than you would ever possibly imagine oh, I and, in a non-ironic <laughs> humorous way um anyway so 
We're going to play a, a point counterpoint here. Who right. wants to, who wants to go first? Positive or negative? I think it was an interesting stepping point to a bigger story that I'm interested in uh -huh. as far as like, uh -huh. I very much had the origin itis fill. Okay. We got to get this out there. We got to set the stage. Um, and fascinating. Cause this is chapter two. Yeah, I know. Oh, is <laughs> it really? This yeah. is chapter two. Yeah. Two. Oh, well, yeah. it felt like, it felt like a chapter one. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's sure. a very, uh, generic, I guess you could say kind of Viking kind of world and everything like that. Uh, mm -hmm. so that was fine. It didn't. And that's one thing I really did enjoy about monstrous was the fact that the world building was so crazy. Like they, it was like wicked and divine and everything where they're building everything from scratch and really drawing you into this world. And I didn't feel like that. I felt like I was just reading a generic comic strip or watching a generic movie about this place, which again, isn't always bad. Sometimes that's perfectly fine to have that. I love Bolt though. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's, it's not really a detraction from it. It just depends what you're looking for. Uh, uh -huh. The characters were interesting. I really like the fact that she became the Valkyrie. I, I couldn't tell. Was it the fact that the, the Rasputin dude like unlocked it in her? Like she always had been and he just set it free or did he like transform her into one? Like I didn't really. Transformation. So he made her into one. It wasn't that she always uh -huh. was and then okay. Um, and I kind of like the fact that it was it wasn't as if that she suddenly became this creature and had no idea of who she used to be. I mean mm -hmm. it was very obvious that she had full control over that but she was fighting against the dead dude because that's what Valkyries do. Yeah. Um, but no it set a good stage and it was a good jumping off point but it really felt like that. Like yeah it was definitely nice to read a series where there was an arc we ended and if you never read any more you got a fun little story and if you want to go further those plot threads are over there dangling um, but they have yet to release another one which is oh, really? interesting based on your point Adam I'm seeing why they probably didn't because as you mentioned it felt like it was setting the scene and it was an origin itis sort of thing mm -hmm. compared to the first one I, as I'm thinking about it I'm like they're essentially fairly similar storylines so like okay. this would feel like a monster of the week repetitive like week after week storyline like it's it was taking a little too long to get itself going if it was going to go a longer distance. Now, I don't know if they plan on coming back to it, but it's been many, many years since, you know, this stuff has come out. Um, sure. uh, and, and and obviously, Colin Bunn, who has done other great stuff, and Joel Jones, who's done also other amazing stuff, have on, gone on to do other things. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting from a origin... Oh, I guess it's only... Oh, no. Jeez. 2015 is a long time ago. That's... God, that makes me feel old. Seven years. Yeah. It's, so, it's seven years old from when our version was published. Mm. But... Um, right. Yeah. Now, Joel didn't do volume one. She just did volume two. Oh, really? Well, Colin Bunn did volume one. Okay. And two. Sure. And Joelle, I mean, she got sucked in by DC is what mm -hmm. happened with Joelle. Yeah, as you do. As you do. By the way, big news. New Batman ongoing writer has been announced for long term. Oh, oh who is, is it? Our Chip Zdarsky. Oh, I, I like Chip. I don't know how I feel about that. But Chip's the new ongoing. Here's the so. thing about Chip. Yeah. I like I liked his art on Sex Criminals. Sure. I thought he was great on that. I had problems with um uh un Unbeatable Squirrel Girl because of the little comment. Well, there's two things I had issues with on, on Squirrel Girl, and I read every fucking trade of it. So obviously I didn't hate it too much. But the two things that bugged me is one, the way that Squirrel Girl was drawn, that art made me insane. Um, was not a fan of it. The other thing though was is that Chip would write these little comments and asides at the bottom of every page that would throw off the reading so like you're reading along and then there's a side comment reading along side comment and it just throws off the pace and it makes the book feel like it goes on forever from an issue to issue standpoint i'm sure it's not bad but when you're trying to read it as a trade it just bogs the whole damn thing down right. mm. so well he's finishing up a longer run on daredevil that's mm -hmm. had a fair amount of um good positive reviews. reviews okay positive reviews so dc getting um chip is a bit of a get so interesting okay. yeah so well that's on side of that but oh all right so it's a story that we've seen before or it's pulpy. We've got oh I'm Adam. Did you like the bear? Oh, of course. It was it was, <laughs> it was me and, twice. It was the meet me in comic form, so it was lovely. Yes. All right. I mean the bear came twice. I mean yes. what's not to like about that? Okay. I mean I'm a I'm a fan, so <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you, Elena. <laughs> so, Todd, before you get started, uh, I want to get uh, Elena's perspective on this. Go right ahead. I know what it is. I'm just curious as to what her specific beefs are. No, no, let's go for it. Yeah. This book was not written for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm... I don't know. If, here's the thing. I like the book okay. I don't know if I was the target demographic for it either. So, you know. <laughs> I, again, I, halfway through, I was like, I understood what was going on, mm-hmm. but I was mm-hmm. just like, why do I care? Mm-hmm. And I do wonder, had we read Helheim instead mm-hmm. of... Doesn't matter. Really? It really does okay. not add that it really much doesn't to matter. it. Then, yeah. That's why I then did it, chapter it's two Because I was just like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Like, and then she turns it, and then what's her name turns into to Valkyrie, mm-hmm. and she like, and then... <laughs> They fight. It actually just looks like a really toxic couple. They like fight and then they fuck. So Mm -hmm. more power to them, I guess. But then it didn't end great because of that. No, the ending wasn't so great because I mean the fucking kind of was the denouement of things to come. I just wasn't a fan of the like the. uh, I mean, I will say this much: it was not just women's bodies on display. Door. Yep. Which I could have done without the penis being on display, <laughs> to be honest. Well, if they're titties, that penis is fine. I, I mean, you, yeah, we're all for equal representation. Yeah, so at least it's well, at least it's not like this shit that you always see where it's like the guys, you never see the guy's penis, but you always see every, you see like the entire woman. So like, mm-hmm. I do, and like that, in that case, it is fairly equal i guess kind of <laughs> not really though because you I see mean, yeah anyway i didn't think it was an impressive penis by any means so it wasn't like anything was showing off for anyone there was i didn't think the titties were that great either they were there that one woman uh, anyway i, I just <laughs> <laughs> there's a the thing and again this kind con- i appreciate like this- <laughs> i appreciate the different body types that were shown however sure. why the fuck did we need to see it in the first place? It doesn't add anything to this fucking story at all. None of it does. It you can you can show him as debauched without showing him fucking three women at the same time. I just I can't. And you could have also had that whole conversation between the dead man and Valkyrie uh, with her not being naked. I'm just throwing that out there. It just doesn't need to be there. And mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like it, as soon as I saw it I was just kind of like alright the first story I thought was interesting with the bear and you know he's ah. like go talk to your father and everything and she's like this is my father and everything but like it just I don't know this was very I mean at least the bad guy dies I don't know I guess sure. spoilers kind of well yeah <laughs> but like I guess that's the part that I should be excited about is that they you know that they killed him but like eh, no one was likable in this fucking book and the whole like he constantly has and the dead guy always dead man or whatever always has to go off by himself it's not safe for you Mm -hmm. you won't survive where I have to go and it's like Jesus Christ like could we just bring the the the, like you didn't care for the Jonah and whale transport method oh god well I love the fact that when he got back She's like, you smell like dead fish. And I was like, <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> 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 See how I got here? 
So I just, I'm very happy that this month is almost over. I was sad that Brian said we'd have one more to do. I just like, <laughs> I'm not, like, this is not, this is not my jam. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't get it. Like I started, like, obviously we're going to be talking about once in future or whatever the hell it's called. And like, um, at least that's like vampires and the, and like, I can get into that. I don't know. I could do Harry Potter and I could do vampires. I don't really do. Here is normal society. And now here is normal society is not what we are. There are zombies walking around having sex with a wizard. That's essentially what we just Right, right. But there's still normal society there. And then the extra layer that we didn't know about and once in future. We'll get there. I've got you pegged, but you need to have a uh, start of the reality you know. God is crying way too hard to get me into fantasy. And it's just not working. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm loving watching it, though. It's amusing the shit out of me. I also, I I do want to say, as I've I'm loving this month. I did not pick this month, by the way. Are you I a lot of the books, but I'm Ryan? like, oh yeah, that sounds great. I, I don't even I, think I that was out, my original suggestion. I don't know how it came across. I think but. I threw out that we were looking at the different holidays for the month, and I think one of them was like International Magic Day or something, and that morphed into Sword and Sorcery. Oh, uh, okay. Because I was going to suggest like Zantana or something like that, or Zantana, uh, whatever her name is. But. Yeah, we couldn't sure. find a fun, happy, goofy one. No, we had fun, to go happy. super dark with like it. This one is dark, and it has the thing, Once in Future is a fun, happy... That one is fun, and I do have certain pages bookmarked, because every time I giggled, I did bookmark it, because I wanted to make sure we talk about it, but, like, (laughs) this one was... I mean, I got through it, and I didn't fall asleep, but, like, I definitely am not... I started skimming towards the end, because I was just like, I don't... I don't care. I just don't care, and I... And it's not that I think that it's probably a bad book... I just am not. I'm just not a fan. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Todd, okay. what are your thoughts? So it's pulpy as hell. It's yes. someone going, how do I rewrite Beowulf as it goes right here? But it's dark. It's kind of Lovecraftian in some manners. Before mm-hmm. there was a Lovecraft, it's going, pulling that back out again. You have Joelle Jones, which I love. Even if it's early Joelle Jones, her hallmarks are there. Her confidence, her style is yet peak Joelle Jones. I think Catwoman is really peak Joelle Jones going on. But I can see bits and pieces here is what it is. So you've got, um, I guess a little bit, let's talk about Norse mythology a little bit and the, how that goes is with uh, Norse mythology and even the religion of what it was is fate was such a huge thing. Uh, a lot of like Klingon things like today is a good day to die. A lot with Norse mythology is the day I die is already written in. So any day could be it. And so you want to have a fight? Let's fight. Why? If I'm going to die, I'm going to die anyways. And if I'm not going to die, great. But I want to die in battle because that's how I go to Valhalla, where I'm getting ready to do the big fight that we will lose. So the entire viewpoint of Nordic roots is it's dark, it sucks, let's get drunk, and it's already written down how it's going to end, so who gives a fuck? Let's get drunk and fight. And Christianity has kind of a slightly brighter take. You basically have just said that all the Vikings were from Boston. Yeah. Let's get drunk and fight. Let's get drunk and fight. (laughs) 
the end is already written. We'll just see how it plays out. <laughs> Those are more Southies, and, not just all of Boston, but just throwing that out. Yeah. All right. It is a Southie. Sure. Like, I will say a movie I love, love, love is The Town. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, gem. Absolutely love that guy. I mean, you take Jeremy Renner and Ben Affleck, and my favorite scene in that whole movie was Ben Affleck says, I need your help to beat up a guy, and you can never ask me why. And Jeremy's like, dude, I'm in. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Best part of that movie. But that's whose really... car are we taking? Yeah. Isn't that what he says? Whose car? are we taking yeah that sounds about right whose car are we taking let's go let's do this great guy but so and helheim helheim is the realm of hell is what it is and so you've got the bride in the realm of hell and so it is this dark rewritten epic of fatalism going on and so everything is over the top you've got this twisted monk that's not you know that is debauched and depraved and he's trying to get out of it and yet a part of him says i'm gonna twist this and i think i can still get away with it which he doesn't. But what he does get away with is that great black womb and the thing that's coming still happens from when he transfigured, transformed, transfigured, transfigured sounds more repulsive, into the Valkyrie <laughs> and when she had, you know, that hate fuck with him. And it's, they fight and then they come to a like an armistice stance kind of a deal. It's not like he ever really liked her all that much more. And before she was the Valkyrie, she's like, dude, you're the awesome. And he's like, you don't know what you're messing with. And still, you don't know what you're messing with. Even when they were on an equal level, he's like, dude, I'm a leave me alone you want to do this fine let's do this and maybe you'll go away from me now because i'm gonna leave and as it goes back to is you can't always get what you want is she never got and what was left behind was poisonous from it so you've got this story of this inevitable end where no matter how hard we fight we're already gonna lose and so even when you have the victory of killed the bear the bear comes back they kill the bear again and no matter what minor victories you think you had you have lost so there is a fatalism and this knowledge where things can be prolonged, but they can't actually get better. Hmm. I think you're reading more into it than it's actually there, but I get your point. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> this is part of Nordic mythology and the basis yeah. itself. Yeah. So that reading is, that's the mindset of Nordic mythology. And so if you're having a Nordic type story, that's part of the mindset. So this is just the tropes of any Nordic story. Okay. I'm going to put this out there though, but I don't know the answer to this. So I'm going to preface it with this. I think that part of, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with that. That's probably the current literary thought process on Norse mythology. And this sounds way more highfalutin than this conversation really fucking should be. But um, this is a pulp piece of fantasy. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and to a certain extent, so were, you know, Norse tales really. But I think that that perspective is a decidedly modern Western European perspective on it. And the reason why I say that is because, because one of my favorite mangas, which is an Eastern perspective, is of a Viking story. So there is a different view of that culture. So like, yes, that is a culture that eventually kind of came around to what we're at. That's not 100% the way that we view it. I'm sure that there are other aspects from what the culture really was at the time that was telling those stories, what their perspectives were. I think assuming their intention was the same, or not even necessarily assuming, I think there there might be more or less to it than than what we're looking at, I guess is my thought. All right, but it's a culture (laughs) of um, hope sucks. Why are you having it? I mean, yeah, if you live in like a frozen tundra of a place and your house is getting set on fire every couple Uh of years and your only, you know, form of, you know, joy in life is going to Ikea and seeing what's new on sale. Like, yeah, I get it. Sure. I mean, the last one was for you, Lena. I didn't get a laugh out of it. I thought I'd get something. Not even (laughs) a shot. 
the idea is what happens when they stop being so fatalistic, right? Yeah. Then they're going, how do we save the planet with also <laughs> This book has obviously killed Lena's soul. She didn't even laugh for that. <laughs> it's a little Here's bit. the problem, though, because I actually okay. think that Ikea is the perfect example of this book. You think okay. it's going to be interesting. It starts off fun, and then you end up in a maze of bullshit, and you're just <laughs> trying to get the fuck out. And you're exhausted <laughs> by the time you finish. <laughs> That is so fucking perfect. We're not getting any better than that. That's where we're ending it. I don't care what anybody else That's has where to say. it is. So, but let's yeah. just look at six issues. Nope, Todd, we're Beginning, done. Nope, we're done. Todd, nope. Landon gets the last word on this one. Landon gets the last word. We're leaving it at that. Oh, and he takes <laughs> off his headphones and walks away. <laughs> okay, Lena, what's your grade for this book? Uh, I'm giving it a C. I'm, well, yeah, I'm giving it a C. It was average. It was mediocre. It was, wasn't the worst thing I've ever read, but uh, meh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Todd, what is your grade? Dude, it's a B plus. B plus. Okay. I think it's exactly what it set out to be. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with a B minus. Um, All right. I like the art. It's a little better than average. I think reading this with the first one, you can kind of see that it treads water a little bit, and that even though it says Ricard will return at the end of the, the this book, I don't know if I really want them to. Like, I mean, it's interesting, but like, eh. like <laughs> I could walk away from the series at this point in time, and I would be perfectly fine. Well, it sounds like the. It, it is the series. There isn't. Like, yeah, I mean, you never know with these kind of projects, though. Like, it could come back at some point in time in the future. Like, I mean, Saga. What took two years off or something like that? Three years. Back, no? Three years off. There, this. Back. Come on, Saga. We're on like issue fifty-five. It's like the second issue uh-huh. is um, the pandemic. Saga went on hiatus before the pandemic started. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. When did this yeah. come out? Saga. No. Th- this book. This, yeah. Um, my oh, copy says it was printed in 2015. That's yeah. when the trade came out. So okay. it probably came out the year. Before that's so a 2014. Okay, so 2014. We're in 2022. <laughs> it doesn't mean that someone might not come back to it and visit it. Like, well, we know he's written it and he's just waiting for someone to pick it up. Yeah, this guy is a writing machine. It's true. If you ever want to say who's got a big bibliography? Owen Bunn is huge. He's up there for sure. He writes a lot he is of stuff. A busy, busy guy. Yeah. But, uh, for next week, we are going to be doing Once in Future uh, by Karen Gillian, uh, Dan Mora, uh, Tamara Bond villain. Mm-hmm. Dan Mora is awesome he did a lot of batman oh okay during tom king's run he did a lot oh of right batman okay tom king's run. i i i and I karen gillen which we loved from wicked and divine which we yeah. loved less from phonogram yes so i don't think we liked phonogram at all yeah no i, I don't think i think that was it was you guys were like wicked and divine a plus phonogram was like a d <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. like, we it's like, one of his first work like dude he got much better look at yeah. where he started and yeah. look at where he's at that, that was the most incredible. of the conversation we had too was he, he got better yeah he did he get better. better dude it's dr afra his darth vader yeah oh yeah and so this is post some of that stuff this is a more recent run um mm-hmm. so we'll be doing that adam since you're back real fast do you want to give us your grade uh, i give it a b plus it was it, it was Woo! fun it wasn't anything you know outstanding or that i want to go visit again uh and it did lose some threads for a story that apparently we won't get uh, but it was <laughs> it was what it was so i don't regret reading it I, I just have no desire to go revisit that world i can go play god of war on the ps5 which is actually the, the whole time i was reading this i was thinking of god of war because the new one comes out soon and that game if you want to play an amazing thing that dives into norse mythology they do this thing uh with the cinematography is the camera kind of hangs over your shoulder the whole time you're playing and it's like Birdman in the sense that it never leaves so if you do a roll it follows you if when you're 
in a big fight it doesn't do like the pullback cinematic thing like it's mm-hmm. you're always like right there like you're playing kratos the main character and it's it, it's really really cool to watch if you do enjoy cinematography and stuff mm-hmm. go play god of war yeah this is fun but go play god of war so. okay well cool um so that will do it for uh this week thanks everybody for joining us and uh yeah next week once in future so uh thanks everybody and we will see you all later bye I have to decide if I'm going to add Adam back in in place when I edit this or leave no, it out leave of order. Just leave it as it is. Leave because it out of order. What's great with him not there is he was busy and he came back and gave his raid without being influenced by the rest of us. That's true. That is very true. Okay. That's valid. And that's because I'm an influencer. That is true. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. <laughs>